Welcome to the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa Ferguson. And I'm Chris Johns. I'd like to welcome you to show number 43. And for any listeners joining us for the first time, our show features things we love at Disney. And in each episode, we have a guest who creates Disney magic for our listeners at home or on their Disney vacations. From vacation planners to product producers, our guests can bring Disney magic into your life. And as a reminder to our listeners, we appreciate you taking time to go on to Apple Podcasts or Google Play or whatever platform that you listen to us on and leave us a review. We also like to give shout outs to anyone who's left a review on future episodes of the Dislove Podcast. We also appreciate those customer ratings as well. And so on today's show, we will be joined by Paris and Alyssa from Bippity and Boppity's Ear Shop. I want to give, uh, they have some really awesome ear designs, but we do want to give a little caveat to that. Um, we recorded with them right before everything happened with the coronavirus. So they, their shop right now has kind of switched gears. They are temporarily doing masks and they have some really neat Disney designs. They've been doing some great giveaways for some of our healthcare workers and those that are on the front lines with everything. So our interview was done prior to them having to make that shift to masks. So we just want to give you a heads up. They will be doing their ears again. Um, but right now they're kind of filling that critical need. So please check out their ears. You will hear all about that when in the interview. We had held off on playing this episode. We wanted to give them some time to get some of that critical work done, but we still wanted to share their story with you. And we look forward to sharing their mask designs, as well as sharing, of course, all of their great ears. We'll share all of those great pictures. And then when they're back to doing ears again, we'll make sure to let you all know. So we're going to get on to our episode, and then we will get to their interview here in a little bit. So today we're going to talk about character dining, but specifically at the resorts and not in any of the theme parks. We've talked about a mix of different character experiences in the past. We've talked about princess character meals. We've talked about where you can just find Mickey or different things. So today we're just going to focus on just the character meals at the resorts. If you have been following like the different park openings across the globe. Um, in some of the Asian parks, they haven't opened the theme parks themselves, but they have opened the resort hotels. And as part of that, they've also opened up some character dining. So we, in case we end up having the Disney World Park open in a similar fashion, this will give you a clue about some of those great um, character meals. And then also just for your next Disney vacation in general. So we're going to go through the different ones that are available. Some of them we have been to personally and some we have not. We're going to first start on the monorail and look at some of the ones that are right by the Magic Kingdom. So first off, we have Chef, Chef Mickey's at the Contemporary Resort. We've been here for different meals. I think the most recent meal I was there for was for brunch. And if you're not familiar, it has Mickey and kind of the Fab Four. It has Mickey and Minnie and Donald and Pluto and Goofy. It's a buffet-style buffet restaurant. Of course, that could change, um, but it does typically have, they have a great breakfast, they have a brunch and then a dinner. I did a brunch with a friend right before the Halloween party, and we've been there for breakfast as well with groups. And what did you think about Chef Mickey's when we've been there before, Chris? They have good interaction. Um, you... 
of course, your the characters come to your table um, and they do some fun things throughout the meal. They have a couple of fun songs that they play and you wave napkins around. It's just a good overall ambiance. It's in the Contemporary Resort, so very close to Magic Kingdom. It's very easy. Like I mentioned, my friend and I, we went there right before Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. And it was great because we were able to just walk over to the Magic Kingdom from the resort. Food's usually pretty good. And so that's a great buffet experience or a great character meal that's right by Magic Kingdom. If you want a break from the day or if you're just starting your day at Magic Kingdom, it's nice. We've done breakfast there quite a few times before heading over to the Magic Kingdom or even going to Epcot. It's very easy to head over to Ticket and Transportation Center and then switch monorails and go over to Epcot as well. So that's a great character meal. I would recommend it, especially if it's a first Disney trip. It's great. You get to meet Mickey and Minnie and all of those main characters and you don't have to wait in those long lines. And we've had in there, of course, in all of their chef outfits, which is super cute as well. It's very popular. So you want to get that dining reservation in as soon as you can at that 180 day mark, because those do fill up quite quickly. Moving along on the monorail loop, so if you go past Magic Kingdom, so Contemporary over to Magic Kingdom, and then at the Grand Floridian, there's 1900 Park Fair, and we just went there on a recent trip when we were there in March of 2020. And what did you think about 1900 Park Fair, Chris? Which one was that? That was the one at Grand Floridian where we saw Cinderella and Prince Charming and well, the stepsisters. And... It was nice. Yeah, so if you go, um, they have breakfast, which has some different characters than what you would meet at dinner time. So at breakfast, there's Alice, the Mad Hatter, um, Mary Poppins and poo. We've went to breakfast, but I would say it's been a good five or more years since we went at breakfast. I remember Chris had some good interactions with the Mad Hatter, and they have like an omelet station and different things like that, so the food was quite good. Um, for dinner, they have, this is great if you have someone who really loves the princesses or you want to actually also meet some more unique characters. It's Cinderella theme. So you have Cinderella, but there's Prince Charming, Lady Tremaine, and then her two, um, Cinderella's two stepsisters. Really great interaction with characters. We had done earlier in the week, I know we're talking about um, character meals at the resort hotels, but we had done the princess dinner in Norway. We had earlier in the week, and of course you meet Cinderella there along with other princesses, but it felt very rushed, I thought, at Norway in terms of the character interaction. Oh yes, very yeah. much so. So, but compared to when we went to 1900 Park Fair and we met Cinderella and Prince Charming, really good interaction. Um, our daughter had a great experience with the characters as well. You just really felt like it was a full experience and it was you weren't just kind of a number being rushed through. I thought the food was excellent at dinner. It had been a long time since I had been to 1900 Park Fair at dinner. And what did you think about the food and things like that? I thought the food was more than good enough. More than good enough. Do you think I mean it's only one credit right now, one dining credit. I thought it was a fairly good value for that. Oh, extremely big time. Yeah, so you get good food and it yes. was good character interaction and then I think just going Grand Floridian is kind of a nice quiet experience in terms of it's just a little bit away from some of the hustle and bustle you would get in the park. They have a nice photo pass experience as you're leaving at dinner with a glass slipper. So it has a great backdrop. The photo pass person will take some pictures for you. So not only do you get the character interaction, they also have a nice um, 
photo pass experience for you to have at the end of your meal as well. Um, so overall, it's really a great character meal. I would highly recommend it. And again, breakfast or dinner, they have the different characters that are available. And the, during the afternoon, we've mentioned before, there are some like kids experiences that you can do. And at 1900 Park Fair, they host something called the Wonderland Tea Party for kids. So if we can go, I'll post the show, the link to the show where we talk about that. As you move past there, um, you as you head over to the Polynesian at Ohana, which is our favorite restaurant, but we don't usually go for breakfast. I don't think, have you ever been Never. to Ohana? I think I've only been to Ohana for breakfast with my good friend who loves Stitch. So if you are a Stitch fan, um, you go to Ohana at breakfast and Stitch is there. And one of the, th- he's there with, well, Lilo and Stitch are there and Mickey and Pluto. It's kind of a weird combo of characters, in my opinion. What do you think, Chris? Agreed. Yeah, so Mickey and Pluto, though, have kind of like their Hawaiian, like Mickey has an Hawaiian shirt on and stuff like that. And the meal is served family style, just like you have at dinner. It is a good chance, though. Again, if you're trying to go to Magic Kingdom and you want to have a nice breakfast without the hustle and bustle in the parks, you can get a reservation at Ohana or at Chef Mickey's, or it might be a nice alternative if you're not able to get into Chef Mickey's because you'll still get to meet Mickey Mouse himself. And it's cute because Mickey's in a little bit different outfit than you might find him in other places. So they have the breakfast isn't that out of the ordinary. It's like scrambled eggs, fried potatoes. You do get some Hawaiian pork sausages, the infamous Mickey waffles and things like that. So that's kind of another character experience that's right in that monorail loop. So you have Chef Mickey's, you have 1900 Park Fair, and then you have Ohana. And again, making sure don't plan to go to Ohana at dinner and expect characters because they will only be there at breakfast. So that's something important to note. Another one, now we're going to shift a little bit further away from right by Magic Kingdom. We're going to head over closer to Epcot. And these are where the last two um, main character dining experiences are. And there's a new one that we're going to talk about as well. So the next two that we're going to look at are close over by Epcot. The first one, I don't think, well, actually, neither one of these Chris has been to. I've been to one, and then the second one, neither of us have been to. So at the Beach Club, you can go to Cape May Cafe, and this is also a breakfast. They have Goofy, Donald, Minnie Mouse, and I know at the time when I went, they had Chip and Dale. From what I've seen over the years, they've rotated out. It always tends to be some of those main standard characters that we're used to seeing. Um, but the breakfast has been pretty decent. I've been there a, a couple of times. They're dressed in their beach attire. I find that this one is not has not been as busy. And again, you don't get that rushed experience. I feel like sometimes when you're in the parks, it can be a little rushed. There are some better ones like Garden Grill and those where you don't feel as rushed. But some of the character experiences at a few of the parks can be rushed, in my opinion. What are your thoughts on that, Chris? I agree. I mean, I think there's just part of it is just there's a, such a demand and everybody, you know, wants a photo. And I know from our family, we're taking at least five to six photos and there's everybody and then the small <laughs> child. And so I think just part of it is when you're trying to, when each character has Volumes. to take five or six yeah. photos of a table, that time adds up. So they have to hustle through. 
Now, the good thing is if you are planning a day at Epcot and you were staying at one of the Skyliner resorts, it's a quick walk over to get to Cape May Cafe. Or, of course, if you're at Boardwalk or Yacht and Beach Club or even at Swan and Dolphin, um, that gives you some opportunity of some different places that you, a different restaurant that you could try before you head over to the park for the day. Also in this area, and we stayed at this resort this last time, well, we were at the Dolphin, but at the Walt Disney World Swan, there are there is a buffet character meal, and that's at Garden Grove. It is only on the weekend. So, well, I'm sorry, the breakfast is only on the weekends. They do have a dinner um, during the week. And this has Chip and Dale, Pluto, Pluto and Goofy. And I've heard some good experiences from there. Um, so if you're looking for something a little bit off the beaten path, this is a great opportunity. If you are going to Hollywood Studios or if you're going to Epcot, it's kind of right in the middle. If you're staying at any of the resorts right in that area, it's a quick, easy walk over to the Swan. Or, of course, if you're at the Swan or Dolphin itself. So that's another place that you can go. And it's Central Park themed is that restaurant. And last but not least, a recent addition to the Inn Hotel Inn Resort um, character experiences is the at the Disney's Riviera Resort. You have breakfast at Topolini's Terrace. Um, so we, I tried without any luck to try to get us at this breakfast. Um, the only ones that came available were at like 7.30 in the morning and we're not that early of a family. So at Topolini's, the breakfast, it's an a la carte menu and you have Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Daisy Duck and they're really dressed in some cute outfits. They look like they're artists. It's supposed to have really great food. It does have a prefix menu and you want to keep that in mind if you're not on the dining plan or different things like that. It, it is a hot ticket. Of course, it's only been open for a few months. So that also makes it more difficult to get into. But that's a good choice. And it is a, on a, the Skyliner route. So if you want to, if you are at Pop Century or if you're at one of the Epcot resorts, it's a very easy trek to get over there. So Topolini's is another option that you can have. So this gives you a lot of choices if you are on your way to the parks, if you're having an out-of-park day, like if you're just having a resort day or a day at Disney Springs, it's nice to either start off your day with a character meal or end your day with one of the character meals. And we always enjoy the character experiences at the meals, and I think we tend to do these a little more of late because then it saves you from standing in line. And I think it's a great way to get the bang for your buck. What do you think in terms of going to the character meals oh i agree i mean because i think the one thing is the nice thing is you get the photos those are something you can keep you have to eat breakfast or dinner yeah <laughs> regardless but by having that those character dinners i think it's just so fun because really unless you're waiting in line a lot of those characters are unaccessible that's true and you know i think when we're at the grand floridian like the the two sisters from cinderella where else would they be out in the park and so it's a chance where if you were looking for a more obscure character um, and it's just also a nice interaction. So I really enjoy it. Yes. Yeah, so we have had great experiences. Again, I'll put some links to some of these different resort hotels and some of the different ones that you can check out yourself and hopefully plan to visit on one of your next trips. 
So up next, we are going to have our interview with Paris and Alyssa from Bippity and Boppity's Ear Shop. And again, we look forward to sharing their ears with you and also check out their shop right now if you're listening in April or May of 2020. You can check out some of the masks that they are selling as well. So hold on just a second. We're going to pull up that great call with Paris and Alyssa. We would like to welcome Paris and Alyssa to today's show. Their shop, Bippity and Boppity's Ear Shop, has all kinds of unique ears that you can use on your next Disney vacation. They are a mother and daughter annual pass duo who like to share their love of Disney with their creativity. They started making ears several years ago, and then from there, it's kind of grown, and we'll hear a lot all about that. So Paris and Alyssa, welcome to the show. Hi there. Hi. Thanks for having us. Of course. And we always like to start with an icebreaker. And right now, the icebreaker that we've been asking, and I'm sure you probably each maybe have your own answer, is what is your favorite quick service restaurant at any of the parks? You want to answer first, Alyssa? I'll answer first. So um, I don't have a direct favorite. I have two favorites. Okay. Um, I have the mint julep bar because I'm a mint julep kind of girl and the news kind of girl just sure. because of um, some of my growing up that I did. And sure. then I'm also um, a big fan of the Tropical Hideaway and Adventureland because I like my Dole Whip. Oh, yes. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> Who doesn't love a dole whip? Right. Exactly. Well, I, I have a favorite, and it is uh, the ben- the Bengal barbecue um, in Adventureland in Disneyland. Ooh. I love the beef skewers, and they have asparagus uh, skewers wrapped in bacon, and I just have to have those every time I go. Ooh, I didn't know they had the asparagus ones. I knew about the beef ones. We'll have to check that out next time we're in California for sure. It's her definite must-have. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, and it's funny you mentioned beignets. Chris and I were just talking about at Port Orleans Riverside, the beignets, and he's never had any beignets before. I told him, I said, we definitely have to make sure that he gets to try some on an, one of our future trips. Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's as close as I can get to home, so. Yes, for sure. So tell we me- used to live in Louisiana, so oh she identifies at that as home. Oh, um, wow. That's why she really likes the the beignets and the mint juleps. We used to have relatives that lived in New Orleans, and they've since passed away, so we don't have anyone to visit and go down there. So I used to get them when I was a kid, so I definitely know what you're talking about for sure. So, Everybody's family in Louisiana. So <laughs> right, that's true. That's true. That is true. <laughs> So we'd like to have you tell us a little bit about your business and what are some of the products that you offer connected to Disney? Um, so we offer custom-made Mickey ears for the Disney fans and fashionistas um, because I'm personally one myself. Because, <laughs> sure. Like, they're going to want something extra magical to wear to, their, uh, to the parks, and we want to make that... For sure. Okay. And you have yeah. some really cool designs. What is? What are some of your favorite ones that you have in your shop? Uh, right now, my favorite was the uh, the rebel ears that I I recently wore on uh, our trip to um, 
ride the rides of the resistance. Oh, that's awesome. I know we were looking at like the Stormtrooper ones and some of the other ones you had on there. And they really are really cool, something that you can't find anywhere else. Yeah, they're pretty unique. I, um, my favorite pair, I think, are the Arendelle Aqua ones that we haven't released yet. Ooh. And I, I, I can't wait to show everybody those, honestly. <laughs> We'll definitely have it's to share some pictures. It's on the Arendelle Aqua, anyhow. Yeah. Oh, wow. We'll have to share some pictures with our listeners as well. Yes, of course. And so with that, you know, what was the inspiration to start your store? Uh, so I'll answer that. Uh, this is Paris here. Um, we used to, um, I'm a single mom. And um, we used to go on Disneyland trips, but to save money, um, we started making ears as a tradition before our trips. Um, And that was kind of our souvenir. And uh, when we were at the parks and when family and friends saw them in pictures, they started asking us um, if we sell our ears. And... We we didn't, and we I think it probably took about five years for us to actually um, to decide to do it because we just had had so many questions so, or or suggestions to sell them. Um, but we decided, you know, back in February of last year that we were gonna share our cre- creativity with everybody. Awesome, and so from there. Why don't you tell us a little bit, how do some of your products, do you think, add Disney magic to our listeners' lives and your customers? Um, Well, uh, because we offer the custom ears, we can literally do just about anything. We actually had a a customer ask us for a Danny DeVito ear. Oh, my goodness. Um, (laughs) And we pulled it off. I think we pulled it off quite well. Those were very cute. Um, but uh, I, I guess there was some type of joke that his girlfriend would never wear uh, would never wear a pair of ears to the park unless they had Danny DeVito ears. Oh. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my so uh, we made that dream a reality, and and. Um, that's uh, that's the type of thing that we try to do to add something extra. Well, and I think really what the key thing is because again, you know, one of my criticisms of Disney is they they just there's not really a lot of variety, and with that many people, you go you you'll see a hundred people wearing the same shirt or the same ears, and I think what you have the chance to do is really stand out in a crowd, and I think you know people really need to go to your Etsy store, um, and just to look at all your awesome designs. Yeah, and on the Etsy store, those are just ones that we have, you know, kind of ready-made, but sure. we can take uh, take those requests. Um, I have a request right now to uh, try to come up with a Mickey Mouse Club ear, so oh, we're working you. on that one. So what is the turnaround time? Let's say I were was going on a trip and I wanted to do a custom order. How far in advance should I put in a order with the two of you? A week to two weeks. Oh, wow. So that quick of a turnaround? Mm-hmm. Usually we can do that um, unless we have to go hunt for something. Sure. So it depends on how elaborate that somebody's wanting. Um, 
and uh, the two weeks is uh, probably safer bet. But sure. um, we've had we've had some people ask us, you know, oh, I'm leaving. It's the seventeenth, and they're like, I'm leaving on the twenty fourth. Can you do this? Oh, wow. And we've we've managed to pull it off oh wow so with your regular in stock ears then are those pretty quick to ship out as well yes usually about two or three days okay great and then i noticed like you the one thing that i thought was super cool were your i mean you have lots of neat designs but the pin trading ones where did you kind of come up with that idea well, um, my niece is actually, my niece and my nephew are both pin traders, and we were going to um, Disneyland as a family this last year for over, it was over Thanksgiving, but the with everything dressed up like Christmas, sure. um, she, I, I wanted to offer something to her, um, her style that she could wear but I ended up wearing them. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they, it's not something that you would normally see for a pair of ears. Sure. And it's definitely something unique to our shop that we offer those. And you can always customize them. You can get regular, like I know the ones on our shop, I believe, are, are Christmas-themed ones. Sure. But it's not like we can't make regular ones for people to put their own pins on that correlate to, you know, their Disney bounds and stuff like that. Sure. So. Awesome. Yeah, we, we, uh, we've seen other people do pin trader ears, but I just found them kind of boring. Right. <laughs> they were just usually, they're just plain, plain cork, and we just wanted to kind of dress that idea up. So. Yeah, it makes it, it makes it nice, and it's, cool that you can customize it if you wanted to have certain colors or for a certain time of year or whatever. I think that's a really nice touch. And so what are some other things that you mentioned that you have a few more designs? What would you say is maybe your most unique design or I'm sorry, your favorite design that you've each done? Because I know you said the Danny DeVito were kind of your most unique. What would both of your favorite ones be that you have in your shop? That is a good question. Well, I'm still sticking with the rebel ones. The Those rebel are my ones favorite. for you. Well, and then, <laughs> and then uh, I also really liked my lasso ears. We had so much fun Disney bounding. Uh, uh, yes. I got to I got to wear uh, sweats, and and it still went with the theme. <laughs> right. Uh, we uh, just recently in January, um, Disney found it as Woody and Lasso, and I think my um, Woody ears from that are my absolute favorite. Like, are they? I'm pretty sure we're not going to have a post those on the page, but like... <laughs> those your favorite because they're your personal ones? Yeah. Those, <laughs> were, those, are, my, those are like my own children. <laughs> sure, right. So. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. And so with that, please tell our listeners, where can folks find you online? Um, so we are on Instagram, um, at Bippity and Boppity's Ears, Church Ear Shop, Ear Shop. And then we're also um, on Etsy, which I don't know the actual link, but well, that's okay. and Boppity's Ears. Yeah, we'll put it, I'll put the link for the Etsy shop in your, in the show notes for people to be able to find you. Awesome. 
Um, and then I personally, I'm Alyssa speaking. Um, I have a Disney blog oh, that awesome. um, I do when I go to the parks, um, which I usually typically don't wear any other ears but our own. Right. <laughs> um, but it helps get the word out about our ears. So. Well, awesome. And that's at uh, the Disney Don Mermaid. And I'll make sure to share your blog's link in the show notes as well so people can see your great pictures from in the parks wearing your ears as well as finding the ones that they can buy for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget we're on Facebook too. We have a larger following on Instagram, but we we are on Facebook too. Perfect. And we'll tag you in our Facebook posts as well as our Instagram things as for everyone to be able to find you everywhere. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate both of you taking time to share a little bit about your business with our listeners. Uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you guys so much for having us. Thank you again to Paris and Alyssa for joining us on today's show. We really appreciate them sharing their experiences and all about their wonderful shop. So up next, we are going to have our Wisdom from Walt and our Trivia with Chris. So, Chris, you are up. Awesome. So, you know, our topic today was character breakfast. So, I'll give you a three-year leeway. When was the first character dining at Walt Disney World? I'm going to say 1983. You are off by six years. It was 1977. It was a simple buffet, a breakfast. Okay. At con- the contemporary. It the characters only came out every Sunday for breakfast. Wow. And guess how much it cost? Five dollars. It was free. What? It was br- the breakfast was well, free. Well, I mean, oh, the, the characters. characters. Oh, okay. Um, and reservations were not required. Wow! Can you imagine? I wonder that must have been what eventually evolved to be Chef Mickey's, huh? Yes, and so then it, you know, came and went, and right now, so if we were to, if you were, you know, in an alternative universe and we were to schedule a trip to Disney World, how long, for for example, the dinner that we had at the Grand Floridian, how far out did you have to schedule that? The 180 days. Wow. Yeah. yeah. B- back then, you could essentially just walk right up. Wow. Can you imagine? Any character meal trying to just walk right up. <laughs> and then here's a little history, and I found this from uh, Ingenuiting.com. Okay. In 1986, there was Melvin the Moose Breakfast Show at Pioneer Hall at Fort Wilderness. Wow. And at one point, Chip and Dale took it over. It was renamed the Jamboree, and it lasted until 1991. I can say I am relatively knowledgeable about Disney. I've never heard of Melvin the Moose. I wonder what is the name of the moose that hangs up at the Country Bear Jamboree that's on the wall that talks? Because there's like a moose head. I don't know what his name is, but that I, don't would, know I would be interesting if his name is Melvin. So yes, um, so it's just a little interesting piece. Wow, very interesting. And of course, we always end on our note with our 
quote from Walt. So just talking about characters, I found this one pretty interesting. This is about Mickey Mouse. It's Mickey Mouse is to me a symbol of independence. He was a means to an end. So just thinking about what an icon he's become and really Mickey was just something that led to so many more things for Walt Disney. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Chris. This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings, and it is intended for entertainment purposes only.